Hi, I'm Lonnie Watson, high school counselor. And I'm Jerry Mack, high school principal. Welcome to our podcast, The School Office. Where we give tactical and practical tips for working in a high-performing public school. We have been to all the conferences. We have read all the books. We are tired of hearing from experts who are not in the trenches working with students, parents, and staff every day. So if you want to learn about all things that work for us in our professions, you're in the right place. Thanks for joining us. This is The School Office. Oh, hey there, Jerry. We are a month into school. Can you believe it? And we're actually in school for a change. Well, <laughs> for me, you've been in school longer than I have. I, I cannot wait for this episode. We are going to roll back. We, we, You guys, we are a month into school. We are so behind on recording the school office. And once we tell this story today, I think you might understand why <laughs> we were a tiny bit behind on recording for the school office. Uh, it's a good reason and a good story. I'm ready to rock yeah. this story. This you is, ready this for is Storytelling it? 101. First, we have to go back in time. Okay. I need some back in time sound effects, please. What is back in time sound? <laughs> we started school on August... 17th, maybe? 20, yeah, 17th. 17th. We started early. I feel like we start school earlier than some of the schools that surround us. Some schools wait till after Labor Day. We've always been a school that starts a little bit early. Um, this year, I think we were excited about the early start. We pushed it back a few more days to get some some preparing, but mm -hmm. dun, dun, dun. Well, and if you we're backing up time, we'll back up to the summer. And those of you listen, whether you're a school counselor, whether you're a school administrator like myself, whether you're a teacher, you're connected to school, we spent not just hours in making plans on how to start the school year, we spent days and weeks of making plans on how to start a school year. Or, or I spent time fretting about the plans I wasn't making because right. I didn't feel like I could make them appropriately. Spent a lot of time fretting. And the one thing we did not plan for? Was for you getting COVID. Was for the principal <laughs> to get COVID after the first day of school. I'm just here to tell you, if your school is going through a hard time right now, hang in there. This story might bring you some respite. It might make you laugh a little bit. Uh, Jerry, I do not think there was any harder way for us to start school out. Okay. Truth. I got COVID, tested positive after having symptoms after the first day of school, got tested the next morning and tested positive. But what we need to add to the truth story is we have four people that work in the main front office. Myself, an activity director, and two office assistants. And to finish out this story, just so you get how our school year started, so you're going, man, I can't imagine having starting a school year after all that planning, starting the school year without the principal. Oh, 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 there's more. There's more. Oh, there's more. Oh, there's more. Both of the office assistants were out. Both had tested positive for COVID within the same, well, one within 24 hours, one a few days before. And the fourth remaining member, the assistant principal, principal slash activities director, he was quarantined for two <laughs> weeks. Both administrators and both high school secretaries. Oh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable that's, way to start. That's how we started and a school that's year. that's the first week of school. So we have all these fears in our community about school starting anyway. We have people are, are fighting about face masks over here and over here and parents and students. And then all of a sudden... Our staff starts dropping like flies, Jim. Yeah, dropping true. like flies. So, so rewind again. Doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> we are literally 
in a staff meeting in our auditorium, six feet spacing with our masks on, and we start getting these texts, you guys, in real time. Bing! First staff member pops positive for COVID. Uh, Which was a teacher, by the way. So don't, don't think it was just the four people in the office. Right. We had a teacher. And yeah. a teacher who's also a coach. Yeah. Um, Fall and sport. Exposed, yeah, to a lot of the community. In fact, this string of positive COVID um, cases in our school had nothing to do with school. Correct. Correct. And I think what you're alluding to is a week, roughly a week before that, there was a social event. People had let their guard down and it just happened to be a, you know, we we're a small town. And when you, you know, put off a wedding, you know, as a local couple, um, a former coach, you know, a former student of ours, um, put off a wedding until fall trying to do the right thing and then sneaks in a, the wedding wedding reception and people just had their guard down We had had four confirmed cases in our entire county from when this started in March until Until the start of school that week before school started. So I mean it our guard was down because there was no cases There was no I mean four cases and those just hadn't been happening. I mean it's just been so quiet that uh, we kind of just took it for granted let our guard down it just so happened the, the social gathering was the week before school started, and then we had a week of teacher in-service. And we expanded our teacher in-service. Normally, we just do a couple of days of training. Thank goodness, in hindsight, we, um, we managed to expand that to a full week of teacher training, get some Google Classroom, be prepared for absences. That was the whole goal. We are going to be prepared for student absences. Little did we know <laughs> we were prepared for teacher absences. We started the school year with two of our teachers out, both of them coaches of fall sports, um, two of the office assistants out, the principal out, and then the AD activity director out on quarantine as well. And so you might ask, how do you start a school year with absolutely nobody in the front office? Da, 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 da. Here comes the school counselor. S school counselor to the rescue. To answer some phones yep. and take some. I was doing kindergarten registration. I was answering <laughs> phones. I was, I was making you guys. I was making activity passes. I was mischarging people. Jerry, I didn't actually. Did, did you approve any budget requests I that not. I don't know of yet? <laughs> this is one thing I should have. <laughs> Just dawned on me. I sure as hell mischarged about four families for their activity passes until Central <laughs> Office called me and said, Lonnie, you don't quite understand this activity pass fee, do you? I was like, nope, yeah. nope, I did not understand that. But we, we literally grabbed one of our special ed paras who was a, a adult support, meaning the, the one-to-one one -one, uh, para, whose student wasn't here that week. Um, so we grabbed that para and you, and you took over the office, you took over the principal, you took over the activities director, um, and we had two teachers out, meaning we had to bring substitutes in you know, right away from day one, and we had teachers at home trying to, trying to teach um, from home. Throughout the district, by the way, we had some other quarantines and some other cases, but it, all of this was kind of, I didn't go to the social gathering, which was kind of interesting. I was you angry. Were, you weren't even there. One of the office assistants hadn't gone to the social gathering as well. We were kind of angry, but the one place that we were taking mask breaks during that in-service week was in the office, and lo and behold, our other secretary had been at the gathering and did test positive on Thursday of the in-service week. And by that weekend, on Sunday night, the other uh, secretary started getting symptoms. And on Monday night, I got symptoms. And the three of us, uh, 
Say what you want about science, health, politics, I don't care, but here's what I'm going to tell you. I, I would say I did not go to social gatherings, I didn't go to any of those social events. Um, You're like the ultimate social distancer. You know what, I live in a cave. If they you know. haven't gotten that vibe yet from our <laughs> podcast, like Jared is the ultimate at social distancing, if yeah. it's, you know, maybe just on horseback. And yet, I'm the, I'm the person who gets it. I test positive for COVID after the first day of school, and I was angry about it. But the one thing I couldn't, um, you know, finger point at anyone else was the I was taking my mask off in the office as the three of us would sit in there and take little breaks. And we actually measured. We were sitting nine feet apart is kind of the distance we were when we were taking those breaks. But those people, uh, the, the two secretaries, including the one that tested positive first, they were in there all day, you know, breathing that air, putting, you know, whatever, a virus out in the, in the, in the room, you know, in the air. And, but that's where we were taking I'm telling you, I wore my mask because I, you know, trying to model this for teachers. It's their first weekend. I wore that mask more than I had wore it since last March. And I get COVID because I was taking it off. And so... But there's a part of me that has a hard time believing that masks don't help because my experience is, hmm, the one place, the one place that entire week we were taking masks off for breaks was in the office. And guess who was in there? Those three people who all ended up testing positive. And so anyways, that's how we started our year. And it's just like, my goodness, I, I, if you can imagine, you know, me being, oh, oh, and by the way, I should just report our symptoms in our community were pretty mild. I think I only heard of maybe two adults that had to go to the hospital um, because they couldn't control their coughing or something like that. There was no shortness of breath. There was no ventilators needed. I, um, mild body aches, uh, extreme fatigue after doing little things like vacuuming your, your carpet in the living room, then you'd have to sit down, you're just fatigued. Loss of taste and loss of smell. In fact, my smell still isn't uh, fully back. Um, very, very, my, I'll be honest with you, and I've told you this, Lonnie, I would not have missed a day of work had I not got a test that said I had tested positive and had COVID. Um, I just didn't feel that bad. Yeah, and on the in-school side of it, uh, you know, teachers were dropping like flies. We hadn't had a whole lot of student cases yet. We had had a couple, um, and they had happened to be athletes, and so we had had some quarantines and some student cases to kind of practice with this, so we knew our public health protocol. We knew who would be quarantined for the most part. Um, we had an idea of, of, you know, if we had worn masks around each other, those kind of things. And we had been very good about that since the teachers had, re had returned. Um, so the rest of us, if we weren't showing symptoms, were there. And on my end of it, I was amazed. At, and you say this all the time, the most important people in the building are by far the teachers. And the teachers just kept rolling and we had to suck up some anxieties. I will not lie. Mm -hmm. I am not, I'm a school counselor, so of course I'm sensitive, and so of course <laughs> I show anxiety from time to time. I'm a school counselor, like I went into this for a reason, but I don't fancy myself or hope that I come across as an anxious person. I had to gut it up that next day after I got the text from you that I was gonna be the, the woman <laughs> in the office. Um, Cause I was anxious, right? I was nervous to get it. I was nervous to spread it. Um, I thought, I thought for, honestly, Jerry, I thought we would be in school a couple more days and they were going to shut us down. I really thought <laughs> yeah. we were going to get shut down. I really thought it was just a matter of time. And I knew teachers kind of did too because they were making comments of, oh, if we're even here next week, right? We were playing that game. Um, and we made it. 
Like we made it, you guys. And the people who are quarantined, we're just here to tell you today, if you are weathering your hard season right now of school, and I know it's gonna come back again with, with flu season, we'll talk a little bit about that too and what we our predictions. We have weathered a really, really hard season of school already, and you should see our kids. We are serving kids in person. Um, whereas those first couple days after I got that message from you that I was gonna be by myself in the office and I just didn't know you know i was anxious i knew teachers were anxious too we were all a little bit nervous and we just we freaking rocked it and our kids rocked it and they kept showing up and parents have been super great about being cautious with their kids when they're sick um, and we continue to serve kids in person we're helping them apply to college we're teaching them reading and writing we are connecting with them they are socializing they are smiling i'm freaking jacked right now i think we're strong i think we're stronger and part of it is, you know, in hindsight, is we had to deal with the psychology of COVID. I think for so long we were so scared of the physical part of COVID that we would get sick and die if we got this thing. Because, you know, and that's one thing, I'll be honest with you, after going through it and actually getting COVID and experiencing the symptoms, and we ended up, um, I, I don't know, I think we're around 120 cases in our county. And like I said, we had four cases all summer from March until um, the 1st of August, and now we're, we're and, and we're a small rural area, uh, and we've had over 100 cases. Um, they just, it's been pretty mild. And so for us, it allowed us to face fears because fear was causing a bigger impact. In, in hindsight, when I look back, it was fear that we were planning for. It felt like maybe more than the physical part of, of an illness. Um, and, and so I think part of it, the reason why I'm confident now too, and, and, and like you were just expressing, is we've already been there. We, we've, we, We've already had student cases. We've already had staff cases. Not only that, we've had our, our entire office staff out uh, for 10 to 14 days. So what else is there? I mean, there could be more cases, but we're not scared of it anymore. We've seen, we've seen it. We've got people that told the stories, and that's what I'm hoping comes out of this podcast today is, um, you know, it, it, I think we're spending so much time with fears. Um, our public, the first teacher on a Wednesday before school started that tested positive, we had to put out a public announcement. We were getting kind of hit so hard, so we didn't name names, but we thought, well, we owe it to be transparent. We take pride in that in our community. And then the second teacher. And so we're like, okay, we're gonna have to do another public announcement. So then on Monday and Tuesday, when we get three more uh, that tested positive, secretaries and myself, we're like, well, this is, we can't keep doing this. And we had a student who was at the wedding also um, whose family was the, involved with, with the wedding that tested positive. And so what we did is we did a COVID tracker on our district website. We just started a little COVID tracker. We built a spreadsheet and, and look at, in hindsight, that was a good move too. Cause it's like, you can check every day, the number of cases, active cases, the number of recovered, the number of quarantines by building throughout our district. Um, it was transparency and it wasn't taking up a whole lot of our time to do that. Um, but we got through the fear. And once you get through the fear, now you can act. You can act. You can act, meaning you can teach. I think we're stronger. Um, I'm stealing your line that you have told me before, that gold is forged in fire. And we are through our fire. So yeah. if you are in your fire, and I, I hear a lot of schools around us who are kind of in through their fire talking about going to adapted learning right now. And if you haven't been through the fire at your district yet, and had some student cases and had staff cases and you might be thinking well what are how are we going to handle cold and flu season 
I am more optimistic about cold and flu season than too. I ever. How is that? How how am I yeah. more? I well, okay. So I'm a glass half full kind of gal. I think everyone mm-hmm. knows that about mm-hmm. me. I'm freaking optimistic about cold and flu season. How is that the case? Well, never before have we because what we know as educators is cold and flu season hits harder some years than others and yes. it hits all at once versus sometimes scattered as others we've never gone into a flu season where everyone's wearing a mask and using hand sanitizer and and disinfecting desks and work areas between every single class I honestly think we're going to have a, a whole lot lighter impact of any flu season, any effects of a flu season this year, uh, lighter than we ever have before. Um, our number of cases have really slowed down here in the last week or two. We still have, I think, one active case in our district, but not in our building. Um, so I'm optimistic, too, that, it, that this is going to be the best flu season we've had because we have protocols in, in place. And, and speaking of protocols, Part of our successes in hindsight, especially now visiting with other schools, we were just talking with another school who has lost three of their first four, uh, canceled three of their first four varsity football games because of quarantines. Quarantines outside of their school and now quarantines within their own school. And so um, that's just an example of one sport that was affected. And the difference was they had no protocols approved by their public health district ahead of time because they surveyed their parents before school and 80% said, we don't want our kids to wear masks. So they didn't do any encouragement to wear face masks. We didn't survey our parents. We went by the public health guidelines that were being pushed out. And we, we debated on our wordage. We ended up going with, we expect students and staff to wear face masks. And we're not gonna allow any visitors into the building during the school day. And because our protocols, we sent our protocols, typed them up, sent them to our public health. They reviewed them some slight edits, very few, and they approved them. And that has helped us because we have not had mass quarantines in our school because they, the first thing when there's a case, they ask, have you been following the protocols? These people that are involved with the investigation, have they followed the protocols? Yes. And they kind of move on to close by, you know, there's only gonna be a few friends of the student. They don't, um, we give them our, you know, we have our seating charts and all that, we give them too. But as long as we can answer that we've been following our protocols and we probably voluntarily have I don't know, what would you say, 95% of our students are wearing oh, face masks? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we, I, part of the reason why we have such a high rate wearing face masks, like number one, it's not required, it's expected. Um, but number two, it's because we started with COVID cases, with active cases. And they saw um, the big thing that was happening in our community is there would be an adult in a home that tested positive, and then the students in that family was getting quarantined. We haven't had quarantines because of transmission at school. Fortunately, knock on wood, wood. but it's because of these protocols. And so in hindsight, looking back, I'm really thankful that we were able to um, have our protocols in place, have those reviewed, that we were brave enough to put, um, really push for face masks. Um, That's really helped us, but truthfully, it's because we had our fire right away. That, you know, we dealt with our fire and and you're right, you know, gold is forged in fire and, and we had our fire right away. We started with it. That, to me, has really set the fears aside, the reality that the cases really are here. This isn't some invisible thing anymore. We see people gone um, that are absent every day. Our, we started the school year prepared for absences. Um, and it's just, we, we found out it's doable. We can, we, you know, we can do hard things is the line you always go. It's, it's difficult, it's hard, but we can do hard things. We can and we did and we will continue to. I, I'm just extremely confident at our district, because of what we've gone through, we are going to continue to serve students in person for the rest of the school year. 
Man, Agreed. I knock on something, I put it out there to the universe. I'm manifesting this stuff. Agreed. This shit you know, right I felt here. like we set the tone for you know college football to be able to be played. We and, set you know, the, the tone. We live in Big Ten country now, and they're you know they're following our lead that we this can be this can be done. If the principal <laughs> can get COVID, you can play college yeah. football. Uh, I, I'm confident. I'm putting it out there. I'm manifesting this. Yeah. I I know schools that are just starting after Labor Day. You're probably in that. You're dipping the toe in the water right now, and some schools are doing alternating days. You're dipping the toe. I'm telling you, we dove in the muck, murky grossness of this, and we have come out better because of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm confident we're going to serve students, and we're going to serve them really, really freaking well. They are so grateful to be here, and our staff so grateful, and the anxiety. The, psych- the psychology of this is going to be an issue all year long. We're going to deal with the fear more than we ever thought we would, or or maybe as much as we thought we would, but we didn't realize it was much more about that than the physical. We're going to protect those most vulnerable, and we're going to serve students. And I'm confident in person. Um, I just I love what we got going. I love that we did. <laughs> I don't love those trial by fire. I'm sorry, Jerry. I don't love that you had to get COVID <laughs> for us to have this episode. We are still. I think our next episode might be to talk about the face mask face mask fight because we are still fighting it every day uh we just have some arsenal to use now yeah and, uh, we're tired we'll talk about this next episode we're tired of caring what you really personally think about it <laughs> right just, you know we just well, want to keep these doors open at the end of the day and we always try to give some tips and tricks on this podcast and one thing i would say is it just so happens we're a one-to-one high school and we hand out chromebooks to our students and so before um, before school started, we were doing, we did 15 different evening programs. We were bringing small groups in at a time. A parent has to attend with a student. And I stole that as an opportunity to speak to every one of those 15 groups. And before they, because then they would leave with their Chromebook, you know, the week before school started. I stole that as an opportunity to stand in front of our, every one of those groups and say, I don't care how you feel about data, health, statistics science, politics, and all those things. Here, here's the quarantine game. And I just, we just sold it as there are rules on how they're gonna quarantine large groups of students. If you did not like remote learning last spring, because it was our worst teaching we've ever done. Mm-hmm. And Wrong. we knew it, we did the best we could at the time. Parents appreciated it, but they knew it wasn't the same as in-person teaching. If you didn't like remote learning, the way to not go back to remote learning is to follow these protocols and the guidelines. The, the rules for quarantine are very clear. Were you wearing a face mask? Were you within six feet? Were you within six feet for 15 minutes or more? It all lingered on this face mask topic. And so when the rules are set out ahead of time, those are the rules we're gonna play by. And so we're gonna avoid mass quarantines, which means remote learning by encouraging the face mask that way it wasn't about a virus it wasn't because you do get into it's so bipolar it's so we had people at board meetings just like you guys did or we had parents at board meetings just absolutely adamant that we were going to have their kid wear a face mask and i'm telling you we have had zero issues with students zero in the district zero with parents we've had quite a few early and then they see like for instance last week we lost a varsity lost the opportunity to play a varsity football game because the opposing team had a case that quarantined 37 students in that building in their high school, including most of the football team. 
one of my seniors, who's kind of an ornery kid and doesn't always follow the rules, he was at the office going, why don't they just wear their dang face masks? Exactly. And so, um, and that's how you can... Here, yeah, we're not here to justify the rules right. or to tell right. that they make 100% sense right. to us either on why some of these kids can share a ball and hit each other and snap, but if they don't wear the face masks mm -hmm. on the bus, that's when they get quarantined. But we get how to play the game now, you guys. Yeah. We know how to play the game and we're following the rules because that means our kids get to come to school, participate in athletics, in activities, smile, I help kids apply to college. Those little turkeys aren't doing that stuff at home, you guys. They're doing it with us. So uh, we're serving, serving kids if you're going through a hard time. We are here for you. Hang in there, gut it out, commit to serving students in person, and I think you'll be surprised that, that your, your gold is forged as well. Correct, and obviously we don't wanna make light of the fact that there are people with um, health that, are, that have uh, high risk for some health issues, and therefore this virus is gonna have a, a more aggressive impact on them. But I'm here to tell you from the general student population, um, from, and I'm not, I'm not the healthiest creature either, I'm sure, but those of us in our community that have had this virus, it hasn't been that bad. It isn't what the media has kind of perhaps scared us into. And I think sometimes our brain just picks up on those things. And I'm not finger pointing at the media necessarily, but that's how our brains work. You know, our brain is going to pick up on those scary parts and that's what's going to stick in our heads. Maybe um, it's not bias. We talk about it all very, the time. Absolutely. And so um, I would say number one is, is how, how to deal with this, how to approach it, how to present it to your parents and students, just present it as the quarantine rule. Number two, in my opinion, it, it wasn't as scary as we thought. We faced our fears and it wasn't that bad. Um, it, it, that's just how I feel about it, I guess, now. And, and we have vulnerable students that come to school Absolutely. Person, and we are committed to protecting them. Yeah. We are committed to protecting them, and we feel like we can do our best every single day to protect the most vulnerable yeah. and still serve our kids in person. Uh, how many how many cases have we had in our district, Jerry? Do you know off the top of your head, like student cases, uh, staff cases? Altogether? Students and staff combined, I think we're in the twenties. Yeah, I mean, and we're not a, yeah. we're not a large large district, yep. so that has that has had impact, and that mm -hmm. has you know come with anxiety and fear, and Probably we don't. are we are all doing very right. well. But the the bottom line is, if we can start school after. If you can, of all years, the 2020 year, the one you spent all summer planning for, preparing for, and on day one, your entire office is out for two weeks. If you can operate school without anyone in the front office for two weeks, you got this. You got it. You got this. Just remember, when it's getting hard, just just remember, oh, yeah, they had the principal get COVID. <laughs> yeah. They had all our whole staff get COVID. We were... We we're breaking up fights in our building with substitute teachers, and we <laughs> are okay. We made it. Yeah. Kids are getting served. They're learning. Uh, I'm proud, and I know other schools can do it too. So, next week, I think we're going to talk about fighting with parents with face masks. I'm excited oh, for this conversation. There? Yeah, we're going there. I've uh, heard it all. I've... We're back. Thanks for hanging in there with us. I think now you can tell why it took us so long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lonnie Watson, high school counselor. And I'm Jerry Mack, high school principal. This is the school office. We'll see you next week. Stay healthy. Stay healthy.